Hello and welcome to The Connection, a new podcast from Connect Global. I'm Javier Mendoza, co-founder and vice president. We are excited to be using this platform to be more connected to you. The Connection can be broken down into three sections. The Founders Corner, an ongoing conversation between the co-founders of Connect Global. Global Neighborhood, a mix of interviews from around the world, including some of our friends and partners. And Life Talks place to hear the most recent talks we've given on the gospel, missions, and our place in the Great Commission. Our sincere hope is that you would favorite, bookmark, or subscribe to our podcast and for you to come back often for all the interviews, conversations, and to join the discussion. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Founders Corner, an ongoing conversation between the founders of Connect Global. My name is Javier Mendoza, co-founder and vice president, and I'm here with Travis Moffitt, co-founder and president. Travis, how are you doing today? Javier, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, The weather is still chilly in Dallas, so I'm not totally stoked about that, but I am glad to be traveling to Tampa next week. Looking forward to a little bit of 80 degree weather in our lives. Yeah, it is warm here. We're looking forward to y'all's visit, so that's going to be great. But uh, definitely, man, bring your shorts because it is it is warm today. Yeah, I'm excited because I saw uh, <clears throat> pictures of the uh, weather the, uh, just a few minutes ago and saw that it's in the 80s all week, and I think it's in the 40s here. So twice as warm is always nice. So I'm looking wow. forward to it. Well, today I think we wanted to talk a little bit more about the practical side. I know that we kind of do that a little bit here at Connect Global. We talk about the practical side of ministry and uh, running an organization like Connect Global. So today will be a little bit of a dive into some information uh, about social media and about technology and how Connect Global uses that to share our message and draw awareness to our cause. So we uh, appreciate you listening. I hope you have lots of uh, <clears throat> things that you can kind of add to the conversation. We would love to hear from you if you call in, comment, or send us a message and let us know if some of the apps that we're going to talk about, some of the technology that we are going to mention is something that you use maybe in your work life or in your daily life. See if it's something that you can add, or maybe there's something new that may make it even easier, uh, you know, for our listeners and for the people who are tuning in. Uh, maybe there's something that somebody has not thought of. So we also welcome your contribution to this podcast. Uh, let us know what it is that you're working with. Uh, but to start off, Travis, let's talk a little bit about communication. Obviously, every organization, no matter where you're at or what structure you uh, exist within, communication is key. And so, of course, in Connect Global, uh, the same holds true. And so we use a lot of different tools uh, because not only are you and I are in two different time zones, but we also uh, work in a uh, different part of the world as well. So we have team members across multiple different time zones and multiple different, uh, you know, texting and, and data availabilities. And so why don't you talk and start us off a little bit about the information or the uh, apps that we use in communication. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you said, communication is so vital, so important. Um, you know, we've shared this before. We're an international organization, so we have operations here in the United States as well as a lot of ongoing operations and really our main projects in Honduras. Uh, as we mentioned kind of in the introduction, I live in Florida, you live in Texas, Honduras is in the central time zone half the year, and then when in the United States we adjust for daylight savings times, they don't, and so that's a whole nother uh, degree of, of time zone change. Um, plus recently, you know, we've made some connections in the Middle East and have been doing some communications and some work there, uh, so that really makes communications a trick and and obviously like with any organization very very important so we found a couple of things that are just really practical so I'll list uh, a couple of apps here and a couple of programs that we use uh, that make a big difference so number one I would say is whatsapp uh, whatsapp is maybe not as common or as popular here in the United States um, for reasons that I don't even understand as far as like simple communication simple texting very straightforward whatsapp is a fantastic app and if you're traveling internationally at all you will find much of the rest of the world on whatsapp it'll work on a you know a super smartphone like an iphone it'll work on a pretty simple pretty basic uh platform uh as far as uh your phone goes so the hardware doesn't have to be to any certain specifications things like that we use it for international texting uh, international voice calls and then you can also make video calls on WhatsApp and we have found that most of our friends partners throughout Honduras and even other parts of the world uh, you use WhatsApp for communication like crazy so that's that's very much of a go-to uh, app for us um, next to that we use the Facebook Messenger uh, app not so much for like the texting communication but for video group calls so uh, just earlier today, you and I and our national director, Jorge Amador, we were on a video call together, and we did that over the Facebook video messenger platform. We find that the technology there, again, works. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Um, you can create a group uh, and then initiate your call. You can add people into that group. You can drop people out of that group. Um, you may not have quite as much functionality if you're the host as far as like muting other people or sort of controlling the conversation but just for a quick and easy uh, type of group call works out really fantastic um, depending on who we're talking to what amount of controls and things like that that we want uh, as the host of the call then we would also use this next service which would be Skype everybody's pretty familiar with Skype we use this quite a bit again group international video calls is really probably our main uh, thing for using Skype. You can get a bunch of people on the call at the same time. As the host, then you have a little bit more control. You know, if there's a bunch of background noise and somebody's microphone or something, you can mute that out real easy. One-to-one uh, -one international calls, uh, group video calls works out really good over Skype. The other thing that we've recently used Skype for would be for like a uh, international broadcast type of message. So. Just uh, maybe two weeks ago, we had opportunity to share the gospel message in uh, uh, in a closed country, uh, kind of on the other side of the world from, from where we're at, and uh, it was a place that it would have been uber expensive to travel to, and, and you know, even some 
potential safety precautions and things like that. But we were able to Skype in with our host, uh, had, you know, the big screen set up and all of that. So we were able to still share the gospel and still minister in that environment, uh, which was really fantastic. So that was a great way recently of just using some technology to help get the message out into a, an area and a part of the world that just uh, does not have a lot of access to the gospel. And then finally, I would say a huge communication app for us um, would just be kind of the embedded iOS apps, texting and FaceTime especially. Um, you and I, Javier, we do a lot of our uh, just meeting calls back and forth between the two of us via FaceTime. Um, it's quick. It's easy. Uh, the connectivity is usually very good, whether you're in a Wi-Fi or in a, in a data area. And um, so that works out really good. So those four, I would say, were our main applications, main programs, and kind of how we use them for, again, WhatsApp, Facebook, uh, specifically Facebook Messenger uh, for the video calls, Skype, and FaceTime. So that's kind of our main ways of, of communication. Yeah, and as you said, uh, just to kind of throw in some context, you know, you talked about WhatsApp being one of our uh, biggest apps that we use internationally with some of our uh, friends and partners and ministry uh, connections. Uh, WhatsApp, uh, according to Fortune, has over a billion users, and so that means that they're connected to what one sixth, of, you know, of the the entire planet, one seventh of the planet uh, already is connected to just one communication app. So that means that uh, you know, if you if you add WhatsApp, and of course Facebook now owns WhatsApp and all the different properties that they own. Uh, the world is becoming a much, much more connected place. Uh, and so it's definitely up to no matter what business, if you're in business or if you're in uh, ministry and you're trying to reach an audience or reach people, uh, it definitely uh, pays to be where the people are. So you've got to be connected to where they are. And, you know, if there's a specific audience and they're using a specific tool, um, then it definitely benefits you and behooves you to get familiar with and become a practitioner of uh, a specific app if that's where your audience is. Um, and so WhatsApp, you know, has been something that we've added on because of course we have Messenger and Skype and FaceTime like you talked about and we've got, uh, you know, several other apps that we could uh, draw into the conversation. But uh, WhatsApp was where most of our international audience was. Um, and so that helps us, of course, stay connected there and they've got tons of functionality um, they've got a desktop version, they've got the app version, you can uh, do calling and share images and things like that as well. So it's a pretty versatile app in and of itself for being a pretty, uh, you know, functional, pretty slimmed down app, you know, that is also useful in places where uh, the internet and the Wi-Fi connectivity is sometimes at a pretty low, low volume. So it actually is a pretty robust app to be able to be such a, uh, a widespread uh, and used app in other countries so um you know you mentioned about the photo sharing on whatsapp and uh that's a functionality uh that i think that we've just recently started using you know we're all kind of used to instagram and and uh, snapchat and things like that here in the united states uh but in honduras some of those applications while used for example may not be quite as popular as like you were saying whatsapp i didn't realize i'm already at a billion users that's that's huge but one nice thing with WhatsApp is you can create groups and then essentially send out like a, what would, we would think of as a texting blast. But by embedding a photograph in there, 
you're sort of using similar functionality to an Instagram. So it's maybe not quite direct communication, like in a you know in a workflow type conversation. Uh, but there's so many more ways to kind of get your your message out, especially if you're working in an international platform with some of these functionalities with with WhatsApp. And again, like you said, there's so many people using it. You know, you can pull that Instagram picture over, put your commentary in it, send it out, and now you've you've gotten that message out to you know dozens or hundreds of people, just depending on how many are in that in that group. Yeah, and definitely, like I was saying, with the low bandwidth that it's using. Um, you can actually get quite a few messages shot back and forth uh, with relatively no lag time and no uh, wasted time for loading those images. Um, so there's times too where we're able to see projects completed or the progress of projects uh, pretty much in real time because the WhatsApp uh, is, is uh, shooting those images across still in high quality um, but in a format that is able to get across, literally across the globe uh, without degrading the quality or without uh, slowing down the communication. So we definitely appreciate that uh, as a specific one. Um, and then well, let's talk about a little bit about workflow because of course it takes a lot of communication and it takes a lot of planning and organizing and structuring uh, to complete the amount of projects and the amount of uh, short-term teams and things that we've got going on in a calendar year here at Connect Global. Um, and so we talk about a little bit about um, you know, just some of the personal work apps and, and corporate style work apps that we use. And we'll talk a little bit about the specific, you know, uh, uses that we have here at Connect Global. Um, because, of course, some of these apps are very widespread and people know about them from Fortune 500 companies on down to small mom and, top, uh, mom and pop businesses. Um, but they're obviously catered. Uh, you can cater them to specifically your business and specifically your type of ministry or, or the structure that you're looking for. Um, and those two apps are Paper by Dropbox. So a lot of people know Dropbox as the uh, sort of quintessential, you know, uh, place to store files and store pictures. Um, it's in the cloud. I think they're one of the very first cloud-based storage systems in the market. Uh, and so now everyone is, has played catch up and some people have... Um, you know, like Google have, have really dominated that space as well. But Paper becomes sort of a little bit more of a niche project uh, for Dropbox where they work on collaboration. So we can create a document, a working document within Paper, uh, which is great for team collaboration. We can both see each other's notes. Uh, in real time, you see little flags uh, denoting who made what note and who made what change. You can uh, add rich media. You can add, you know, um, videos, links, you can add uh, any type of um, file, uh, whether in Dropbox or in Google Drive or any other place that you've got files stored, um, and of course upload them directly as well. Um, so there's lots and lots of functionality there in that app uh, where you can do, you know, tick boxes for to-dos and, and assign them to any individuals in your team, uh, and you can in real time get notifi notified and notifications of where people are within that uh, that workflow. So to me, I really appreciate using this even just on my own note taking and things that I need to get done. Uh, I use it as a workflow for my uh, communication scheduling um, so that I know, okay, we've got you know five different trips coming up. Each of those is gonna take different uh, steps and different media, social media. Uh, and so it kind of helps me stay organized just on a personal level to make sure that throughout the year, my entire communication calendar is sort of stretched out and 
Uh, I can kind of recall different links that I've put out or I can recall different videos that I may have put for different uh, fundraising things and then that kind of gives me an idea of what maybe I'm still missing or what I can use for a future event. Um, and then the other one is Slack, which I also love. Uh, and maybe Travis, you can tell us a little bit about Slack, but I really like it because again, it goes back to our inner office communication and making sure that there's a record of, you know, calls that we've made or uh, bookkeeping. Um, there's different channels. So I'll tell you, you know, let Travis tell a little bit more about it specifically and then how we can use that. Yeah, that's awesome. First of all, let me just uh, echo what you were saying and kind of give my kudos there for Paper by Dropbox. Um, you just introduced me to that, man, I don't know, this week, we kind of incorporated it into our workflow at Connect Global, and I can't say enough good about it. This is an amazing platform for both of us to be able to uh, be in a meeting, take notes on the meeting in real time on the same document is phenomenal. It's really great. Uh, Slack is a tool that we've been using now for probably a year, year and a half, I want to say, something like that. And what a great, um, it'd be hard to, to categorize it as just workflow or just communication because it really sort of establishes both. So the beauty of Slack is you can uh, bring everybody from your organization uh, together on one platform. Uh, very simple platform, whether it's the desktop or the app version. Uh, whether it's you know on your phone or on your tablet, it works. The functionality is is pretty much the same across all those platforms. So you don't have to relearn how to use it on your desktop and relearn how to use it on your tablet. Uh, it looks basically the same. And then within that platform, you can establish different channels. So those channels uh, are how you can group projects or parts of communication. And then you can attach. Uh, those specific people who need to be a part of that channel. So you might have some channels that everybody in your organization needs to be a part of. You might have channels just about finances or just about distribution or just about, you know, in our case, missions trip planning or media creation. We don't need everybody in our organization on every single one of those channels so we can really distinguish between which people are part of which channel so that we have the right voices in the conversation and you know, if, if there's a conversation going on in your organization that you don't need to be a part of, now your phone's not getting blown up with ambiguous information that doesn't apply to, to your job. Um, that really has helped us in our workflow, one, to stay focused on the various components of our organization, I believe, um, and then have the conversations around those components uh, as they need to apply. The other thing I like with Slack is that there's a lot of integration with Slack over other applications. Um, so, you know, more and more applications that we're adding into uh, our organization for maybe specific needs or peripheral needs, things like that, you'll see the switch right on there, you know, turn on for Slack integration. So whether we're using Twitter or we're using like a form on our website to capture uh, missions trip applicants, then all of that information is fed back through Slack so we can see the, the overall workflow in one location. If I'm not mistaken, I believe even Dropbox has an integration back to Slack. So Slack is kind of the workflow hub for us. And then whether we're branching out into you know other types of communication or into social media or into document creation through paper by Dropbox, we, we really use Slack as kind of this overarching uh, 
organizational hub, and it's really been a very, very helpful uh, application and, and product for us. Yeah, definitely. I love Slack uh, with the integrations like you talked about with other apps. Uh, so like when you specifically said about the, um, like we have trip applications for people going on a trip with us and a, a digest will automatically pop up in the channel for trip applicants with a, you know, uh, just sort of a small briefing of who signed up, when they signed up, and then we can click right through and see the entire application if we need to. But it gives everything, it sort of gives us a glance or a snapshot of all of the things that are in the works uh, on one screen. So I kind of like to think of it as email on steroids, uh, where you're communicating and everything is organized and digitized, um, but you don't have to go digging through thousands of emails to find out uh, an answer or a response to a question. Uh, everything is kind of lined up and organized there. So I really like Slack. Um, and then just to kind of round out the conversation, we'll talk just a few seconds about social media. Of course, everyone is talking about social media uh, for the past seven to 10 years has been sort of the, uh, you know, the catalyst for uh, broad broadcasting and, and communication at large. Um, and so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, we're creating this podcast on an app called Anchor. Um, all of those channels we have leveraged and we've been able to uh, sort of uh, navigate each one of those because each of those is a very different platform. Um, but the cool thing is, is that being uh, that people are social beings and, and social people, um, you know, I, I feel like some brands or some businesses try and utilize these channels as just a big megaphone and they just kind of, you know, spray out a bunch of messages that are incoherent and, and you know, out of place. Um, but we really try to, I know it's hard, but uh, Connect Global does try to connect uh, with individuals on each of those platforms. So we do try and actually make uh, real relationships. We do try and make it a two-way conversation uh, where if you do send us a message through any of those platforms, uh, we do respond and it is, you know, us. It's not just an automated kind of deal. Um, so we do try and make uh, every effort possible to uh, monitor all of those channels. Um, we're putting out content that is hopefully very relevant. Uh, it obviously speaks to what we're doing and what we are up to, um, but it is also a, uh, used as an invitation to join us. So we've got all of our trip uh, information up there, our events, um, you know, recaps from trips and the things that we've already done. Um, you know, like we said, there's there's times where we've not been able to uh, get to a project, but it was in the works and we had our our national uh, director in Honduras working on those projects and through these tools was able to send us the updates, send us the visuals and then our team here uh, is able to craft a message and craft a uh, sort of a, a social media post and put them across these channels so then that way the work that's getting done is still getting represented uh, across these media channels which to me I think is pretty fantastic because otherwise uh, the only updates we would get were, would be the times when one of us was physically on the work site or at the job site. Uh, and with this, we can do it you know, via social media, via WhatsApp, and we get the messages and the content out uh, on a regular basis. So I think that's pretty awesome that now uh, we can rely on some of these tools to help expand our awareness and help other people join our cause and understand what it is that we're doing. Um, and so I'm really, uh, you know, pretty pretty stuck on on these social media channels I mean um, Facebook and Instagram obviously those are the two biggest um, I think still 
Um, but Twitter is great for interaction and for broadcasting of our ministry events and anything that's going on in real time. Um, a lot of times I get a lot of news and breaking news updates uh, via that channel just from uh, monitoring and watching different keywords. Uh, and so we also get to keep up with the information of uh, that's going on in these other uh, countries, uh, sometimes before the mainstream media outlets actually even have the stories. Um, so there's lots and lots of uses for these social media channels. Uh, and then Travis, I know you can probably share a little bit about them uh, and specific to Anchor, um, because I know that you're an Anchor superstar on your own personal podcast. So you can probably enlighten us a little bit more about the podcast that we're growing, uh, as well as just the functionality of audio uh, in this social media stratosphere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned in our overall social media strategy that we want to get the message out, but we also want to make it very personal. So uh, we have, you know, a Connect Global Facebook page, but then we also have our own personal Facebook pages. Um, same thing on Instagram. We have a Connect Global Instagram page. Uh, I know you have a personal Instagram page. I have a personal Instagram page. And some, you know, there are times that our organizational stuff bleeds over into our personal pages, which is fine. And I, I hate to use the word strategy, but the idea behind that, at least for us, is number one, this is what we do. So this is, you know, although this is business, if you will, it's still very personal for us. Um, but also, it allows us that platform for a personal connection with people because in the type of work that we do especially people are going to connect with us to a degree because hey there's some great projects hey we're helping these moms at the maternity house hey we're helping kids at orphanages things like that but also just people connect with us on a personal level and for us the relationships are really what makes uh the 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 real value in what we're doing whether that's the relationships of people uh, financially partnering with Connect Global or the relationships that are formed out of people traveling with us or the relationships formed out of people that we partner with in Honduras or other countries, things like that. And so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, our podcast in general, these really allow us, like you said, share the message, keep it personal. On Anchor, I really enjoyed the Anchor platform specifically, uh, one, because I just, you know, I'm a public speaker, I'm an orator. Uh, so for me, I'm a, I'm a creative, but I like the, the vocal creation, you know, even more so than written creation. Uh, so being able to create content uh, using my voice, to me, is just kind of a personal preference. But I have found that it allows you to connect with people in a different way. You know, the whole idea and one of the things I think people love about Instagram is there's no such thing as an ugly picture on Instagram. So no matter how bad you look in the moment, but you've got filters that automatically just make you look pretty, you know. And I understand this, too, on, on podcasting platform in general, uh, you know, the editing and, and all of that. And that's great. We want to have a professional uh, presentation and a professional image. But capitalizing and really availing ourselves of the personal side. Uh, specific to Anchor, you know, the call-in functionality, the fact that you can uh, do a shared podcast where, like you and I, we can be on the phone at the same time and share this information over Anchor. Uh, you can have multiple people on a call-in. You can echo other people's information to your channel. And just some of those uh, functionalities that come along with the Anchor platform really allow for an ongoing conversation 
where it's less of a monologue, you know, the way podcasting has traditionally been and growing in popularity, which is fantastic. But some of the platforms like Anchor and I know there's some other new podcasting platforms coming along with a, with a similar uh, feel allow it to move from a monologue to a dialogue. And that for us is really fantastic. You know, even in this conversation we're having right now, we could, you know, take our meeting notes and just text them out and, hey, here's the information. But to be able to, to converse about that and dialogue about that with you and I, as well as the other people who are listening to this, who now have an opportunity to call in, share their thoughts, that really, to me, takes it to the next level. I've said it this way on Micro Podcast, that it's the community, I believe, that's the secret sauce for Anchor. And you look at Twitter and its success and Instagram and Facebook, and you see, hey, not only are these broadcasting platforms, but they're interactive platforms. And I think that's where uh, our community, our society, our culture is at, is that we've realized that there's more than just the few voices that might show up on the evening news on television. There are other people who have other voices and other things to contribute and so if we will open the dialogue up in an interactive format, then we really can uh, create much better content and we can learn a lot more from each other. And so in our social media strategy, we want to get the message out across these platforms. But again, we want to be interactive with our listeners, our viewers, however you're tracking along with us, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor. We want to hear back from you because that's what really gets the dialogue going. Yeah, that's right. And the reason that I think uh, I was excited about using Anchor specifically, but I mean also just getting us, uh, you know, some more content available in voice form and audio form is the fact that it's a passive consumption experience. So the point being is that basically with a blog post or with social media, you know, the user or, or the person watching and viewing that content has to interact with it. They have to swipe up. They have to continue reading. It has to be a very uh, you know active sort of uh, consumption where Anchor can play in the background. You know uh, your your Google Home device or your Echo Dot uh, can now pick up Anchor and pick up other podcasting formats. Um, you can play them on your phone, play them on your on your car ride or your your commute to work, uh, and you don't, you can focus on what you're doing. You can still focus on driving. You know, we don't recommend reading our blog posts while you're driving, um, but we do recommend listening to our Anchor podcast while you're driving um, because it's something that doesn't take your attention away from what you're trying to focus on. Um, you're still consuming that information. You're still gathering, uh, like in this this podcast, very good information about uh, the content, but you're able to do it while still keeping your hands at 10 and 2 on your steering wheel. So to me, that was one of the, the coolest things about uh, bridging our, our content over into an audio experience is because now we get to share with you still all the same great content that we're creating on all these other channels but in a very passive consumption format where you can just listen at your leisure you can bookmark our podcast in iTunes and on the Google Play Store and you can find us uh, on other anchor I mean other uh, podcast platforms as well if you're already uh, subscribed to those so I really appreciate the fact that it's uh, able to be shared and listened to uh, very easily. So we wanted to ask, of course we've just mentioned several different apps and uh, work type solutions, but we wanted to ask uh, everyone listening to this podcast as part of our question of the day, what is your favorite app to use on a daily basis? Uh, maybe it's a work app, maybe it's something that you use for leisure, 
Um, but we would love to hear from you. We want you to call in or comment. Let us know what is your favorite app that you use on a daily basis. Travis, why don't you tell us about one that you like to use? Sure. I would say the first one that comes to mind uh, is Instagram, really. Uh, I have uh, especially lately really come to enjoy that app. You know, I can get updates from friends and family and, you know, other ministry partners and things like that that are going on very quickly. I'm starting to, you know, explore more of the Instagram stories. And I know Instagram's recently made some great updates and things like that. So for me, I'm on Instagram pretty much every day, either trying to put something out there uh, but also spend a lot of time just digesting other people's content. So it's really, it's really a great app that I enjoy. How about yourself? What are you using every day? Uh, well, I definitely love to consume, uh, you know, information and other people's uh, content. So I look for apps, uh, you know, blogging apps or reading apps, things like that, Facebook and Instagram. Um, but what I use on a daily basis uh, for my job here at Connect Global is content creator. Uh, is Canva, C-A-N-V-A, Canva.com. Uh, I found that app a few years ago and have used it probably every day since then uh, to create our logos and different things that we use, uh, any kind of digital format, whether it be brochures to t-shirt designs to our business cards, a bunch of different things in print and in digital form. Uh, I'm pretty much on that app, uh, whether on the desktop or now on the mobile app as well pretty much on a daily basis um, and I like how it stores all of my uh, you know past creations it organizes them by project and um, I can recall you know uh, different formats and if, if I've got something that I've already made uh, and it's completed and finished but I've made it in a format that's more suitable for Instagram but now I want to post it to Facebook then the app allows me to resize those uh, and reformat just making a few tweaks and adjustments uh, and then make it suitable, more suitable for the specific app that I'm using. So when we're making newsletters, um, when I'm sending out our, new, our weekly, up, I mean our monthly updates, um, anything that I'm using uh, digital, something digitally created, uh, I'm using the Canva app to make that. Um, and then like I said, it stores it, organizes it, I can use tags to sort of uh, keep my projects uh, alignment uh, in alignment. Um, so to me, I just like how the ease of it. I like how functional it is. Um, and so to me, that's a, an app that I pretty much have open at least, you know, daily, but definitely all the time. So, yeah, that's a great app. I've used it a little bit and, and you've produced some great stuff out of it. And there's just a lot of great tools there in camp. That's a really nice app. Yeah. I like the fact that it's mobile and I can use it on any of my devices. Uh, but definitely it's still a pretty robust app for creating uh, you know, digital media. So with that, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we hope to see you here again on another episode of Founders Corner. We would also love to hear from you, so please be sure to comment below or call in. Let us know that you heard this podcast. Uh, let us know your answer to the question of the day, and we would truly appreciate that. Thanks for listening to The Connection Podcast. Have a great week.